Get ready to unleash your inner rebel with Renegade Woman, the podcast that gives badass women the tools to conquer their health and wellness. I'm your host, Sheila Jackson. You can call me SJ, board certified holistic health practitioner and certified renegade who's here to shake up the wellness world. From smashing stress to flipping the script on hormone imbalances, we'll dive deep into the topics that matter to you, the ambitious woman who refuses to settle for anything less than your best. Renegade Woman is all about taking control and living life on your own terms. So come on, Rebels, join the movement, and start living your best life. Girl, these days, stress can feel inescapable. According to the American Psychological Association, 43% of women say their stress has increased in the past five years. That's compared to 33% of men. And 46% of women say that they lie awake at night because of stress. And despite women being more acutely aware than men of the impact that stress lifestyle, and behavior can have on physical and mental health. What's really stood out to me over the past five years about all of this, about the whole stress conversation, is that women are the gender that make up 80% of more than the 50 million people in the U.S. receiving autoimmune diagnosis, which is we know that stress is a root cause. Furthermore, despite a woman's awareness of the issues, she also continues to buy into a more a modern doctrine tied to three common themes. The first theme is that she must be beautiful. Taught that her value is tied to her physical appearance and aging itself then becomes a stressor that often leads to feelings of inadequacy and insecurity. The second of these themes is that she must put the needs of others before her own and avoid conflict. This one enlivens inner stress in the form of resentment and anger, often unexpressed and often building inside. The other bigger biggie here is guilt, um, a real negative emotion that comes up when she considers putting her needs first, and it's pervasive for mothers. The third one is she's been taught to be self-sufficient and independent, which is positive as it empowers her to take charge of her own life. However, it's a slippery slope. It can also be a burden and a stressor, leading to feelings of isolation and loneliness. And the indoctrination of these three themes has a lasting impact on how women are treated and perceived and really teaches her to silence her body's feedback. A response that is often unconsciously conditioned when that same woman sees a trusted medical professional who today really just doesn't have the luxury of time to listen, let alone the deeper, you know, really getting in and digging deeper into what she's experiencing, especially when it's tied to what she's feeling in her body. At best, she'll get medication to suppress some symptoms, once again dulling the messages of her intelligent body so she can show up in her multiple roles, which she loves, by the way. She'll continue to white-knuckle it and push through for perfection. 
except now her multiple roles, compounded by a negative perception of aging, are harming her physical and mental health. And she's experiencing a growing list of ailments and negative changes in things like her sleep habits, her gastrointestinal health, profound fatigue, experiencing headaches and lower cognitive effectiveness, infertility, maybe it's loss of libido, often it's loss of libido, weight loss resistance, and obesity, all due to stress. Now this, y'all, if it sounds familiar, it's certainly my backstory, and I'm learning again and again that it's the backstory of every woman I work with. So I figure let's, let's look at what's happening here with her hormones. So when looking for the hormone connection, we must examine the stress hormone cortisol. And when we're looking at cortisol, the big way that I connect to this is to the HPA axis, which stands for hypothalamus pituitary adrenals. Essentially, this is a feedback loop of whether we are in fight flight, that's a sympathetic nervous system response, or rest digest, a parasympathetic nervous system response. I would also like to add here, rest digest regulatory. The parasympathetic nervous system response regulates hormones, thyroid, metabolism, sleep cycle, body temperature. All of this is optimized in the rest, digest, regulate that parasympathetic state. So when her body, really when anybody's body perceives the need to survive based on mental, maybe it's emotional stress or physical stress, maybe it's all three. With the physical stress, it can be things like an infection in the gut, dysbiosis, maybe it's a viral infection like Epstein-Barr, or maybe it's toxicity like heavy metals. All of these things throw the body into the stress response. The fight-flight response, that sympathetic nervous system dominant state that's basically starving the body of its ability to be in its regulatory mode called the parasympathetic response. And that's when we'll see excessive cortisol. Now, over time, we know that what goes up must come down and we see depleted cortisol. On both ends of the spectrum, we can see metabolic disruption. In functional diagnostic nutrition, we call this metabolic chaos, bringing back into the spotlight that currently only 6.8% of the population is metabolically healthy. That tells me that the vast majority of people are stuck in a stress-dominant state, stuck in fight-flight. People are surviving, not thriving. And stress hormones are at the root of the problem. And for the first time in U.S. history, life expectancy, well, it's dropping. And here's the thing, y'all, we can't live without cortisol. Now, most of my clients are or have been for decades working moms, and I know the cost of living being what it is today, unless you're born into affluence, it pretty much takes both parents. If there are two parents, it takes two 
working full time just to make ends meet. Now, I was born into privilege. I was not born into affluence. I had my health and hard work. And those two things created the rich life I get to live today. And I'm very fortunate. I feel very grateful for that because I know with health and hard work, we women, we can do anything we set our minds to. But I also know that women are very often, we very often have underlying low-grade stressors that we're unaware of, things like gut infections, things like heavy metal toxicity. I mean, heck, it's almost unavoidable because we're exposed more than ever to a myriad of stressors and environmental toxins like pesticides and herbicides. And heck, there's heavy metals in our food supply, in our water, in our air, and in our personal care products. There's just a lot of toxicity in the world today. Now we also have multiple roles. We're employee, employer, entrepreneur, community leader, caregiver for children, caregiver for aging parents. We're spouse, we're parent, we're step-parent, we're partner plus girl. You better look picture perfect while doing it all. Nothing ever really gets taken off her plate. And if she dares to suggest that she can do it all, then she's beating herself down for being lazy. Rest isn't seen as sacred. It's seen as weakness. And where the slogan used to go something like, never let them see you sweat, today, I think it's never let them see you rest. Then let's add in things like, you know, a global pandemic, no minor stressor there. Despite all these challenges, I do want to point out modern women are making significant progress in so many areas of life. They are breaking down barriers and creating new opportunities for themselves and future generations. And that is fantastic. But I want to point out at what cost. You see, it takes more than hormones to fix hormones. Habits dictate hormones. And it's not just one thing. It's all these things. It's all of these stressors, all of it create a kind of cortisol crisis. We casually call it stress, which it is, stress that is. And most often, nobody in healthcare ever suggests that we look at the stress hormone cortisol until, you know, a significant drop in one's ability to function happens until there's a crash, a health crisis of one kind or another. And maybe it doesn't even happen then that we look at cortisol. Last week was North Texas Giving Day. I attended a fundraising event, Maj After Dark, for the Tarrant Area Food Bank. It was brought to my attention again and again that women in their 30s, this is even the hormone story of the lovely ladies the new friends I met who are easily 20 years younger than me. They too are feeling really disenchanted by a real gap that exists in medicine. One that doesn't really get to the root of what's happening with a woman's individual hormone story. More than one lovely young lady opened up to me 
with her health history over our shared love of philanthropy and playing the game Mahjong. So I figure let's talk about what's happened, like what's happening with the body while we're on the high side of cortisol. Think adrenaline junkie. We love this feeling. It's a true hormone high because we're getting all sorts of things done. And who doesn't like feeling ultra productive? Sure, you may have one hell of a sweet tooth because when cortisol is high, the sugar cravings, they are real, y'all. Women may feel a kind of chronic state of bloating when cortisol is high, but generally it's not until the crash that a woman goes dragging into a doctor But when doctors aren't doing things like an adrenal salivary index, how does one help a woman discern if cortisol is an issue for her? Now, I won't forget the first time someone told me, girl, you've got a cortisol issue. Now today, I'm not a doctor. I'm a board certified holistic health practitioner. I'm a certified functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. That's a mouthful. And I sat for the American Medical Association exam to become a nationally board certified health and wellness coach. Now, initially, it was out of my own necessity to restore my depleted cortisol levels. Plus, it had something to do with my habitual type A tendency to master what I get involved in. It just so happened in this case, the thing, well, it's hormones. And in the past five years, a truth keeps staring me in the face. Stress is the epidemic of our modern times. And as a result, hormone help is needed now more than ever. It's the help that restores her resilience and empowers a woman's metabolic health. If we're talking about future generations, when a woman has good metabolic health, her body is better able to conceive, carry, and birth a healthy baby with less risk of pregnancy complications, you know, for mama like gestational diabetes or preeclampsia. For baby, it's less risk of birth defects or even being obese later in life. If we're talking about the years leading up to a hormone transition like menopause, cortisol dysregulation can more aggressively drive down hormone transition. So if we're getting back to that HPA access, if you are regulated and parasympathetic, you're naturally going to have better hormone balance and things like optimal thyroid you know, regulation thyroid function will be happening. Said another way, when the brain, the hypothalamus pituitary, is so busy focusing its attention on stimulating the adrenals, we will have things, well, we'll have problems with things like menstruation, body temperature regulation. We'll have a lack of good thermogenesis to burn calories We can have things like irregular swelling and intermittent hot flashing. When stimulating the adrenals too much, the thyroid-releasing hormone can be depleted, which is made by the hypothalamus, and then the thyroid 
stimulating hormone gets off. That's made by the pituitary. There are just so many mechanisms. How our body stimulates other glands like the ovaries and thyroid, overstimulating the adrenals, we are not going to see good balance and good regulatory function. And that impacts metabolism and ultimately hormone health. Now, this podcast is high level to help put a bit more meat on the hormone bone so you can better discern what's happening with the stress hormone cortisol. And I hope to offer some relative content regarding the things that are happening today in women's bodies and really to help you have a constructive conversation with your healthcare provider in hopes that you can get your metabolic flexibility, you know, your metabolic groove back sooner rather than later. But what can you do now? Well, first, you can check yourself. If you're on the high side of cortisol output, it can show up in your body like this. Sugar cravings, acne, insomnia, you know, difficulty falling asleep and staying asleep. Bloating and belly fat accumulation is a big one on the high side of cortisol output. Agitation, feeling irritation, anxiety, and depression. Difficulty concentrating is a big one here too. And elevated blood sugar, even when triglycerides look fine. Fatty deposits between the shoulder blades can be an indicator of high. You're on the high side of cortisol output. Or you may have received the news of a new elevation in your A1C, even though you eat relatively low carbs. Weight gain, especially in the face, chest, and abdomen. High blood pressure, you know, hypertension. Menstrual irregularities is a big one here. And maybe you easily bruise or you're slow to heal. And then think weak bones, osteoporosis, and fractures on the high side. Too much cortisol can drive a false sense of Hulk-like energy And as productive as it may seem, left unattended, this kind of energy can be really pretty damaging. Now, if you're on the low side of cortisol output, it can show up in your body like this. Salt cravings, abdominal pain, chronic or severe fatigue, brain fog or confusion, diarrhea, dizziness or fainting. A feeling of flatness, so think apathy and and depression, low blood pressure, which is hypotension, loss of appetite, nausea, and vomiting. There's also muscle or joint pain that kind of mimics things like fibromyalgia pain because cortisol has an anti-inflammatory effect. So if cortisol gets too low, the body will generally be more inflamed. When cortisol is low, you you can experience more reactions to food sensitivities and just overall weakness. Wherever you are, or you know, where, wherever you're at in with your cortisol, a universal approach that I would advocate for in either scenario is to ask your doctor to run a DHEA sulfate, also called a DHEAS 
This is a simple blood test that many doctors will run if you just ask for it. You just have to know about it, right? So now you do. And this is pretty accurate. It's a pretty accurate way to check yourself because DHEA is another hormone that is somewhat of a metabolic miracle hormone that is also produced in the adrenal glands. It can respond in a similar pattern as cortisol. Now, for example, similar to cortisol, DHEA can go high in times of high stress. Over time, it can deplete. And like cortisol, it will naturally and gradually begin to decline with age. It's a precursor to other hormones, including estrogen and testosterone, which means it's a building block of estrogen and testosterone. It has a huge role in sex hormone balance. It has a huge role in cognitive function. In fact, in functional medicine, they liken it to having stem cell-like activity for the brain. It is very anti-aging in its effects. It supports lean body mass and muscle maintenance, so we tend to see less muscle wasting in women with sufficient amounts of DHEA. Bringing in DHEA can also be enough to ease some women through hormonal transitions, eliminating the need for bioidentical hormones. This one lab can give you a very different look inside you. And you can get a high-quality DHEA supplement for around $25 to $35 a month. Now, as for diet, we'll just touch on this. You've probably heard this before, but avoid ultra-processed foods. You know, the sugary drinks, ditch the diet sodas, let's minimize the caffeine and those unhealthy fats. As for rest, I can't say it enough. Prioritize sleep, y'all. Get enough quality sleep. This is the fastest path to getting into your parasympathetic nervous system response, that rest, digest, regulatory response. As for exercise, move your body regularly and intentionally every day, even if it's walking. Listen to last week's podcast for more on the vast benefits of regular walking. As for stress, manage stress by practicing relaxation activities such as yoga or meditation. Find what works for you. And then as for supplements, I said it, run a DHEA sulfate and ask your healthcare provider what the appropriate daily dose of DHEA is for you. Hey, I hope you found it helpful. We're going to keep going with the hormones. I'll keep sharing here as we make our way through the top 10 hormones that do just about everything in a woman's body. I'll say bye for now. Until next time. Hey, you made it to the end of the episode and I want to keep this party going. In the show notes below, you'll find all the links that you'll need to follow along on social, learn about some of my favorite products along the way in the SJ recommend section, or hop on a discovery call with me for some one-to-one support. I'll say bye for now. Until next time, keep it wild, renegades.